Was Terrence Howard a good roadie? Is Iron Man a masterpiece? Was Tony Stark really able to build this in a cave with a box of scraps? All of this and more covered on Movie Realists today, as Joe and me, Josiah, review Iron Man for our first Marvel Mondays. So, Iron Man. It is the first Marvel movie to be released. It's from 2008, mm-hmm. which is 12 years ago now. Yeah. Which is weird. Um, the director is Rian Favreau and produced by Kevin Feige. There were, like, I don't know, three writers. Yeah. Wrote it. Mark Fergus, Hawk Ostby, and Ark Markham. Mm. Art Markham. It's a weird name. All right. Um, the... the- Big names in it. We have Robert Downey Jr. And this movie kind of saved him. Yeah. Because he was not... He was not doing well. No. And then... And then he was doing well um, after this. Yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow, who is just a queen all the time. Oh. Jeff Bridges, who played a really scary villain. Yeah. Well, at least he talked about... He, he likes to talk about uh, boxes of scraps and caves. So. <laughs> he was scary in this movie. Yeah. You were afraid of him. No. <laughs> um, okay. And then you had, oh, jeez, Rhodey in this movie. Terrence Howard. The Rhodey in this movie did not end up being the Rhodey that was in the rest of the MCU. I don't know if anyone else knows that. But no, Terrence, no. I'm sure, I mean, you know. Terrence Howard plays Rhodey in this. He was miscast. He was. That was a mistake, I think. Do you think that he still goes to watch Marvel movies when they come out? Or do you think that he just hates the entire studio? I think he just hates it. You think so? Probably, yeah. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. I like to think that maybe he's a good sport about it, that he watches the other Rhodey play, and he's like, you know what? He is better at this than me. Or he pretends. (laughs) People are like, so, uh, you think he's better than you? He's like, yeah, sure. He's better. <laughs> he like tries to laugh tries, it off. Tries to hide it. <laughs> um. All right. So, how does this? How does it start? You don't know how it starts. No. It starts okay. The they're they're on the road. He is in a car being transported by military people. They're in, they're going somewhere. They're going to show off the Jericho missile for the first time. No, they have shown it off. They've already shown it off? Yeah. How could he be in the car and it explodes? I guess they're on their way back from it then, I guess. Yeah, they are. Yes, they're on their way back from showing off the Jericho missile at that point. Okay, yeah. So, they're in the car, they're on the way back from showing off the Jericho missile. He's being all Tony Starky, and then He is, he's just, you know... Sorry, he's being Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, And yeah. then he... He's taking pictures with them, he's saying that they don't really need to be so tense, there's no worries, everything is fine. And then... And then there's a huge explosion, and they should have been tense, and everything is not fine. And, you know, they're all blown up, they tell him to stay there, he doesn't stay there, he moves around... He had on this bulletproof vest or something on. Yeah. But he still gets shrapnel in his chest. And he's, you know, he gets uncomfortable, I guess. They come and they take him. Terrorists do. 
And I guess it I guess it has to cut back then, right? Goes back thirty six yeah. hours. Yeah. So then it goes back thirty six hours and um you kinda see what led up to that. So um I'm gonna talk about my feelings for this movie a little bit more. Um, not this Thursday, but next Thursday for our, um, a Thursday episode. But Iron Man is actually, like, if you ask me what my favorite movie is, I will say that it's this movie. And the reason is not only the incredible storytelling for this movie, that, um, but also Tony Stark is such a legend. Like, he... He's just incredible to me, I guess, because he's not necessarily nice. You don't get that nasty. You don't get that normal. You know, guy starts off being a jerk, but by the end, he's really sweet, and he you know helps a little girl up after he scrapes her knee, falling off her bike. You know, you that know, happens. I don't know. Maybe that's how Batman. It ended. feels. It feels like a. Feels like a. I don't know. That feels like a trope. Maybe not the little girl falling off the bike necessarily, but. <laughs> A jerk, and then at the end, they do something really nice, and they show that they don't only care about themselves anymore. That's a movie trope, right? No, Batman Begins ends with okay, but little Alfred falling down. No, but Bruce Wayne's not really a jerk. He pretends to be a jerk. Yeah. But he's not really a jerk. So, but, um, I don't know. Tony Stark is a jerk, and he stays a jerk throughout this movie, throughout Iron Man two, at least. Iron Man 3, he's still a jerk, but, you know, he's getting there. He's warming up. And then, I don't know, I mean, in Civil War, I guess he's still a jerk. He stays a, but I mean, he stays a jerk for the majority of the time (laughs) that he spends as a hero in the Avengers. But I love that about him, because he's a jerk, yes, but he's, in his heart, he's a good guy. And I really like watching that happen on the screen, that he, like, the, the big choices... The big choices, he sacrifices himself for other people. Like, when it really comes down to it, he will choose someone else when over himself. When has he ever done that? I'm just oh, kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, can't imagine. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. The big choices, you can see very clearly where his priorities are. And I really like that. I like that they avoid that whole trope and everything else. But also, this is such, honestly, an American movie, I think. I genuinely, I, I do, movie. yes, because, you know, he uses just, he uses the resilience. Hold on. Okay. Oh, that's good news. That is, we just got really good news. Schools are closed through April 24th. This is in Ma- in Maryland. In I, Maryland, schools are closed okay. until April 24th. I think something that I, like, something that I think is very important about Iron Man is, and this also, this does happen, I mean, Batman Begins, I think, really started this whole thing, mm-hmm. which came out three years earlier, but, like, we were transitioning into the modern, what we have today for movies. You watch Iron Man today, and it feels like it could have come out just a couple years ago. Like, it yeah. feels, like, they did a very good job of transitioning us from that period where we were, we were making movies like Captain America from the mm-hmm. 90s. yeah. And all With, Superman movies. <laughs> and that dumb Batman movie and all that. And so it, I think right. that was very... Th- this movie was very important in continuing that. Right. This movie did... It honestly did a number on superhero movies 
in general just because um just because I don't know I guess it changed I mean it changed everything you know what I mean it wasn't just it wasn't just a you know, some random guy running around and punching villains anymore. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, It was, you can now relate to this guy. He has a life. He doesn't even care. I mean, you know, what a huge jump from somebody like Batman and Superman and Captain America. What a huge jump from all of them that he goes and he holds a press conference telling the whole world, yeah, Tony Stark is Iron Man. Who cares? Like, you know, you can't get me while I'm in the suit. You can't get me when I'm out of the suit. Bruce Wayne almost he's not. That. He's not scared, you know? And I adore that about him. And, I mean, I just, I feel like this is just, I feel like this is a great movie. What's different about, um, I think this movie from Batman is, like she said, it's, he's a totally different character. Mm-hmm. You have Superman, who he literally, one of his powers is he can't tell a lie. Mm-hmm. Literally a power he has. Batman acts like a jerk, but we all know that like he's a super good person on the inside. And then Tony right. Stark, you're like, wow, this guy's a real person. He's actually a jerk. He's a tool. The things that he does and the things that he says and, you know. He, he literally refuses to take things from people. Right, he won't be handed things. <laughs> but actually, he you don't ever really see him doing that, as far as I can understand, until after the terrorist thing. Like, that was something because, didn't they, like, give him something or hand something to him or, like, make him do things all the time? That once he got out, I could be wrong, but I feel I like, think, I, think he I feel like that relates. And every time he says that, that's always what I think of. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess that he was held captive by terrorists for several months. And he had to just build tech with whatever he had to get out of there. Yeah. It was, it's way different from the normal, my parents were killed, right. somebody was killed. Right. It's, he was almost killed. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, I guess, yeah, people were killed. To I mean, his realize. parents were. No, it was, uh, millions of people were killed with, well, the, with yeah. the missiles that he was yeah. building. But, I mean, that's another thing, too, is that he, com- is that he really does not care what other people think about him at all. He is such... An individual who makes decisions based on what he thinks is the right thing to do. Which I also love. You don't ever see him struggling with like, well, they want me to do this, but they want me to do that. And, you know, what should I do? You don't ever really see him having that struggle. You see him kind of having maybe internal struggles of like, I want to do this, but I also want to do that. But you don't ever really see him swayed by people unless maybe it's Pepper. But... Um, what I love is that as soon as he gets out, the very, well, the first thing he does is he eats a a cheeseburger. But the next thing that he does is he holds a press conference and he tells, you know, the whole world, you know how my company is famous for making weapons and that's how I make my money? We're not doing that anymore. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to figure out something else to do. We're going to focus on the other things that this company does. And I just, I love Tony Stark and I love the character that. The movie Iron Man gives the world. So for in giving us Tony Stark. So on to the uh what was it? Uh I guess the action maybe? Or well something that they did uh with this movie that I'll I'll have to mention in others days is that they actually made Opening some cotton candy. I'm opening a thing of cotton candy. 
they actually made a real Iron Man suit for him to wear, or at least they made a real... No, no, they did. Yeah, they made a real Iron Man suit. Right now, what they've been doing is they've been making, like, a chest piece of... Like, a real chest piece, a real helmet, and then that's basically it. Mm-hmm. But and then they, everything else is CGI. But they made the entire suit. I mean, obviously, sometimes it's animated, but mm-hmm. that helps for, like, up close scenes and everything, because unlike uh, now, where it's, like... All the movies he's in, it's a whole CGI suit. They actually made it real because mm. they weren't just going to throw CGI in there. And that did that did fade away. But that was, I think right. that was a great choice for that movie. Yeah, for sure. And, let's see. Oh. Jeff Bridges mm-hmm. in that movie is a baldy. Mm-hmm. That's actually not that crazy. But it's weird because he's... I guess this had been this had been done before, but he was like best friends with the main hero. Right. Right. And as you go throughout the movie, you're actually learning that he you know he knew about Well, he paid them to take him to make that. To make the Jericho missile. Yeah. Like, you know, he was working with the guys who took him to begin with. Mm-hmm. And as you're learning that, you're kind of seeing, you know, maybe he isn't super genuine. And you're kind of, you're not really able to put that together yourself. You kind of maybe have a bad feeling about him because it's Jeff Bridges. But, like, as you're going, yeah. But as you're going through the movie, you're, like, really not trusting him. And then you're really not trusting him. And then you're scared out of your mind because Tony's sitting on a couch without his little heart thing. And then that that scene with Pepper in the little, in his office. Mm -hmm. And it's... Like, supposed to just be a normal conversation, but that's mm-hmm. right after she learns, like, he right. paid the terrorist. And then he gets really up close to her, like, yeah. just enters, and he's like, do you have the paper for today? And she's like, yep, right here. Yeah. This, he's, it's crazy how intimidating a villain can be mm-hmm. just by, like, he makes invading personal space, like, yeah. terrifying. Just his presence. Yeah, once you know is, that he's. It makes you feel worried for the characters. You know, once you figure out, once you figure out who he is, really, you really got scared. Yeah. And, you know, as the universe went on, they really started to rely on huge threats and how are they possibly going to get out of this situation? Which, Which by the way, it's a really important aspect when you're making a superhero movie, is that you need your audience to feel... How in the world are they possibly going to get out of this situation? Which I think they did very well with that. In Which they did super Iron Man, well in He's Iron on the Man. couch and you're like, huh. Yeah, and, and you then panic. Rhodey comes in and you're like, help that guy over. And then mm-hmm. he shatters the thing open mm-hmm. and he puts it in. Like mm-hmm. that, that scene is just, that whole part is crazy. Yeah. They, they do a really good job of, you're like, what is going to happen next? Yeah, yeah. But see, where I was going with what I was saying before is that you watch something like Endgame and you have an entire freaking army, like an entire race of aliens. Against Captain America. Against just Captain America. And you're looking at that mm-hmm. and you're mm-hmm. thinking, how is he possibly going to get out of this situation alive? But they had to throw a lot at you to reach that point of really feeling scared. You know what I mean? In Iron Man, they literally take something out and of his chest. In Iron Man, they yanked a thingy out of his chest. And then you're like, oh. And you're sitting there panicking. And you and you can, and your legs are kind of scared. And Yeah. You know, you have that feeling in your legs that, like, 
they're tense and you kind of want to jump up. You know, you're worried, genuinely. Yeah. They, and I love that. Which, that's not something that happens a whole lot in these movies. Right. But they, they did a really good job of doing that. Yeah. So then, uh... You okay? Yeah, no, I'm just thinking. <laughs> I'm trying to think of... I had an idea and then I totally forgot. Oh. I think Pepper, Gwyneth Paltrow, I think mm-hmm. she... They, I think they've developed the love story very well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's already there in the beginning a little, but... Oh, my goodness. Her little quips throughout the movie. You mean, like, I do everything Mr. Stark requires, including taking out the trash. Including, occasionally, taking out the trash. Is that all? I know. Like, I love it. I adore that. And I mean, I wish she... We had, I wish I had more of her. Yeah, me too. Me too. They really... Did not utilize Gwyneth Paltrow. She's going to be... She's definitely... In phase four, I'm sure she's going to... I mean, I hope so. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, in the first three phases, they did not utilize her enough. She was just all. in Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3, Avengers, not even in Civil War mm-hmm. or Age of Ultron. She's only in, like, let's see, Infinity War, Endgame. Like, five movies, maybe. Right. Oh, but even Homecoming. in the movies that she's in. She doesn't have they a big don't, part. No, she has not a big part at all. But, um... Yeah. So, her acting... Is so great. Yeah. I mean, so great. Yeah, they they did a great job with, I think, choosing her. Mm-hmm. Unlike Terrence Howard, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But the chemistry that she and Tony have, and the little parts that she gets to play in the plot, mm-hmm. like doing something as simple as getting a file, you know. But you can, like, the fear that she's showing in that one scene, all the emotions that she's displaying and the little movements of her face and her eyes, and it's it's impressive is yeah. what it is. I mean. Reminds me of, reminds me of Tom Hardy when he played Bane. Because even yeah. his eyes. Yeah, I had to act like, with just like, his eyes. He's angry, that. and then his eyes are like, oh, he's sad in his eyes. <laughs> he's, he's scared, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Same. I feel you, Bane. I feel yeah. you. <laughs> Same type of thing. And, uh. What, part of that, I think what they did well that also changed everything was the adaptation. Mm-hmm. Because Tony Stark in the comics is, like, a drunk. Yeah. And he, like, beats women, I'm pretty sure. He's just a terrible, terrible person. Yeah. Like, he's not just a jerk. He's, like... Right. He's... Which we don't stand. A thug. We don't stand women beaters. Right. Okay. Tony Stark is a thug. Is, uh... That's not good. They did a good job of making him unlikable, but likable. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's just a jerk. He's he doesn't he doesn't do anything like uh, Right. He doesn't do anything like He's not people. an alcoholic. He's just Yeah. You know, he's just kind of Well, he's a workaholic. <laughs> he's just kinda of rude. Yeah, know? yeah. You're not you're not necessarily like you should probably be in jail. You're just kinda of like Yeah, that wasn't super nice. And even the suit for Iron Man. Looked so mm-hmm. stupid. And the, there was a 70s TV show where literally it looked like a cardboard box that <laughs> Iron Man had. And this, I think they did a really good job with adapting that. Mm-hmm. Even Like, all of the Marvel heroes. Thor was kind of... He just had those, like, breastplates on there and he looked really awkward. They made him look really cool. Mm-hmm. Captain America, they did a great job of making his suit... Mm-hmm. Like, bearable. Yeah. And I, I just think, like, all together, like, starting with this movie, Marvel did a good job of making it seem, like, you, because if they had just gone with the Iron Man suit from the comics and just thrown it in there, that would have looked terrible yeah. on a real screen. Mm-hmm. 
So I think part of what they did that was really good was, ad- like I like I said, like adapting it to today's time, like making it modern. Mm-hmm. They did a really good job with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that another important thing about this movie is that they even chose to make it to begin with. Yeah. You look at how huge the Marvel Universe is. And it's all because... you look at how... Um, I mean, you just look at how many huge characters there are that people already knew about, and some of the people that aren't necessarily... But I mean, like, Iron Man is self-made. He is a genius. You know what I mean? Nobody else can be Iron Man because nobody else can build that tech. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that is something that is completely unique to him. You look at somebody like Captain America. Well, also, I'm not going to dog on Captain Mar- America. Morgan could be Iron Man, too. <laughs> she could be Iron Man. Right, I'd be okay with that. But see, you look at somebody like, I don't know, Hulk who's an accident. Or Captain America who, like... Experimented on. Who, who you know... Well, he, he made himself a bit. Who, you know, he was a good guy, but somebody else had to make the decision that he could become Captain America. Except in Endgame, you realize that he really... Well, right, there is, is, there's something special about him for sure. Which also, but, too, that line from Avengers where they both prove each other wrong. Right. Where it's like, right. everything special about you came out of a bottle. You, you don't have to sac- make the sacrifice play. play. And then they both oh, prove each other that. wrong. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I love that about Iron Man. He is 100% self-made out of necessity. He had to be Iron Man, and so he became Iron Man. And I lo- I just love that whole idea. Yeah, that I think that's that's what sets him apart from all of them. Like, Thor Thor was born that way, but right. he was born with those powers. So that's, mm-hmm. like, that's like if somebody was Human Man, and you're like, wow, this guy's great. Mm-hmm. Human Man? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Right. He's not even really special among the guys that he lives with, you know. Yeah. But. So I think they also, I think, <clears throat> I liked the, I think the story that they went wasn't entirely about, like, they didn't make the whole thing of, like, there's this bad guy, we have to fight him. Mm-hmm. It is, like, it is, I think, this movie is Tony Stark's journey. Like, right. this isn't. This isn't Iron Man versus this person. I think mm-hmm. it's just Iron Man. Like it's just yeah. a, it's just about Tony Stark and his journey yeah. to becoming yeah. this superhero. You can definitely look at the whole Jeff Bridges Obadiah villain story as a side plot. Yeah. You know. The main story is Tony Stark coming to terms with what his company has done. It's him, you know, making these decisions and choosing which side he's going to be on. It's him developing this tech and figuring out what he's going to use it for. And mm-hmm. um, It's his relationship with Pepper. That's the main plot. I even, like, I think about this movie and I don't automatically go, oh, yeah, this is the one where he fights uh, that guy. Mm-hmm. I think right. of, I like, I literally just think of it as an Iron Man movie. Like, yeah. a, like a Tony Stark movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, that scene at the end is amazing. Yeah. And you're not looking at it thinking, look at how much CGI there is. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's really impressive, um, especially given the technology that they had in 2008. Oh, you mean like the final battle? Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, that was good, yeah. Right. But, um, yeah, no, I love this movie. Do you want to talk about where it fits on the ranking scale? Yeah. Okay. I think that this movie... 
fits somewhere between, I think somewhere between absolute trash and bad. Oh, well, I'm not uh-huh. just kidding. No, it's gotta be, I think it's amazing. I think it's amazing. high up on the amazing scale. Maybe mid amazing. I think it's amazing. Amazing? Yeah. I know, um, I know you would put it. No, no, no. I am hesitant to put it under Masterpiece. Because, like, my instinct is, well, it's a masterpiece, my favorite, you know. But I'm hesitant to put it under there because it can be boring sometimes. Iron Man? Yeah. Not for me. But if you take any random person, maybe, and you're like, watch this movie, I could see them getting bored. I don't think that's a factor of it, though. No? I don't think that's a factor of what makes a movie great, which we'll cover on others days. I think it's more of... Like, I think it's, but I don't, I don't think you can count boring as it, because it does, just like movies like Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Boring. There are definitely parts that are boring, but that doesn't make it Bad. not a right. great movie. Right. I think just part of what makes Iron Man, like, amazing, I don't think it's a masterpiece, it's just, it's, it's hard to put it into words, but I, I don't think you can just say... Masterpiece. Well, see, it's it's difficult for me to... It's difficult for me to put it under amazing if there isn't something that you can point at and say that that's why it's not a masterpiece. Well, that's also what we... That is also part of the tier system for amazing is, like, there's not a particular thing you can say, like, oh, this is why it's not a masterpiece, but... Mm -hmm. Movies like Black Panther in 1917, like... There's not a whole lot wrong with them. Yeah, I think the main thing... Would just be that it's... Well, but see, the other thing about Masterpiece is that it's one for the ages. Like, if you give it time, people are still going to be watching this movie and liking it. And that is true for this movie, because it's 12 years later, and people still care about this movie. People are still building off of this movie and using it as a reference and a turning point. You know? I just don't know if it entirely fits under... Under Masterpiece. I don't know. What do you think? Where do you think it goes? Well, when we first started talking, I was thinking maybe Amazing. But now... You think it's Masterpiece. I'm thinking Masterpiece. I... We can just put it under Amazing. That's fine. If, 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 if we're not both certain that it should be put under Masterpiece, then we should probably just not put it under Masterpiece. I can see how it would be under Masterpiece, now that I think about it. Like, it is... I mean, it just changed superhero movies, like, forever. I mean, so Batman Begins. But this changed it in a different way. <laughs> right. This, this changed it in a different way. Right. I, I feel like it... I feel like it almost deserves to be put under Masterpiece for what it started, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be against putting it under Masterpiece. I think this could be... I do think that eventually people could look at this and say... Oh, this is a masterpiece right here. This right. is, like, one of the best movies ever. I'm saying, like, historians who are studying our movies, and they're studying if maybe the movies aren't around anymore, if they're studying maybe the screenplays of it and things, I feel like this is going to be one that they pay attention to. Because it did create such a huge genre that all of a sudden people cared about superhero movies. Right, yeah. And 
I know that culture isn't, you know, that isn't a part of it. Just like how, you know, I'm sure that there are people who haven't seen it. Like, I'm sure there are people who haven't seen Iron Man, who don't care about it. Whatever. Who have seen some Marvel movies. And that's fine. But I genuinely think that, like... Like, if I'm going to recommend a movie to somebody, it's probably going to be Iron Man. Somebody's like, hey, I want to watch a movie. Watch Iron Man. Yeah. Okay. Have you seen Iron Man? Watch it. Because it's a movie about human resilience. And and this this is the one movie that... Uh, of the Marvel Universe, where you don't have to watch 20-something movies to catch up. <laughs> right. This is the first one. You can just watch it... No strings attached. You can watch it on its own, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm Do not sure where to put it. Masterpiece? Um, I, I mean, put it, putting it next to the other movies. Mm-hmm. Into the Spider-Verse, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Right. Hawk, Hacksaw, I was about to say Hawksaw Ridge, Hacksaw Ridge. I don't know if it stacks up as well as these other movies. But that's the beauty of the masterpiece, of the tiers. Tier that's true, it is, yeah. You don't have to hold it up to the other ones and make sure that it's better or equal to. It can be not as great as them. The, the question would be is, is Iron Man better than all of the movies in Amazing? Yes. You think so? I think so. Well, that, I mean, you do think it's, it is your favorite movie. <laughs> I genuinely think so. Hmm. Unbiased. I think so. Because of everything that it was able to create. And because of, I mean, you know, audiences loved it. Yeah. I... Hmm. It... Well... So, should it go, should it go under Masterpiece or Amazing? Amazing Masterpiece. I don't know. Amazing masterpiece. I think it's. We I think we can put it under masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Unless you're just manipulating me to. I'm do not it. manipulating you. I'm not manipulating you. I had to play through the movie in my head. Though. All right. I'm gonna write it under masterpiece then. Yeah. Okay. All right. Iron Man. Is our first movie to officially be put under masterpiece? We have a little book where we keep track of these things. All right. Do we feel strongly about this? I, I think do. it should be. I I feel I think it, yeah I think I feel good about it being masterpiece. Yeah. It took a long time to. We decide can do that. like we can put it maybe as a low masterpiece. Well, now we're doing you can low have to mid to high. Low mid high, maybe. Oh no. It's just a masterpiece. Masterpiece. Yeah. Okay. Let's put it under masterpiece. Okay, so that is the first All right. Marvel Monday. Sorry it took so long to decide where we're going to put it. That was tough. That was. We spent a lot of time talking about that. <laughs> we did. <laughs> so next Marvel Mondays, we'll be doing Incredible Hulk. Um, we can. We could make, maybe we could make that one where we talk about two. Where we talked about Incredible Hulk and then we talked about Iron Man 2. Because both of those, I don't think we're going to have a ton to say about them. 
Yeah. I mean, that's a good choice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because neither of those are going to be masterpieces or amazing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Incredible Hulk will... We'll, we'll decide later. <laughs> Incredible Hulk, that movie's a masterpiece of a movie. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. I can't decide. Is it amazing or a masterpiece? I, you know, I, I have no. So... Okay, Iron Man is a masterpiece. Yeah. All right. It's official. Yes. Who's your first? Others days. We are going to talk. Well, this others day we'll talk about our. What what makes a movie. Good. What yeah. makes a good movie? Yeah. What components does a movie need to have. For it to be considered good. All right. So that is for others day. We'll do something for Cinema Saturdays. Thank you for listening, and make sure to continue listening to Movie Your Realists. Go watch Iron Man. Yes, go watch Iron Man, if you haven't already, because we probably ruined it. If you did. <laughs> but even if you, even if we did, go ahead and watch it.